I hated myself. So I would look at myself in the mirror naked every morning and every night and touch my body, like run my hands over my breasts, over my belly while looking in the mirror. And I literally changed my life because I started to see my body from a space of love and anything I did with my body had so much more of an impact because it was coming from a space of unity and love. If you're ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment, well, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald, and I'm a money mindset expert, success, and business coach. But really, all you need to know is that I am obsessed with helping women feel safe and in total flow around money. So let's do this. Hello, my lovely, lovely souls, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald, and do I have a soulful, nourishing conversation for you today with none other than the goddess, Lara Rayburn, who is an embodiment coach, and she helps empower women to really step into their fullest expression and deepest pleasure through self-love. And we talk all about the energy of receiving, the energy of pleasure, about harnessing your feminine energy while also being supported by the masculine energy. We talk about embodiment. We talk about empowerment. uh, We talk about divine connection. I mean, it was just a beautiful, beautiful conversation. It's one of those conversations where you just imagine you want to be kind of sitting in the lotus position under candlelight surrounded by crystals drinking cacao. (laughs) A very goddess vibe conversation. And I honestly can't wait to listen back to this conversation because I feel like we're both channeling something throughout it and speaking into topics on a level that really, I think the feminine is desiring on a collective level right now. So I'm just going to really invite you to embrace all aspects of this conversation, to listen to what really hits you on a soul level, listen to what really connects with you within your body, and even notice where maybe certain things or topics maybe even trigger you a little bit and notice where perhaps that is an invitation for healing on a deeper level. So I'm sending you so much love and light and abundance as you move through this conversation with us. It is such an honor and a pleasure to have what I think of a like a real world angel and what she looks, she looks like a beautiful mermaid in front of me right now with her free flowing cascading hair. Lara, welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. It is a blessing to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Literally, I could not be more excited to connect with you and talk today. I feel like we have very similar, strong, powerful whys in the way that we show up for our community and in our messaging, but we both do it in our own unique ways. So I'm so excited what will come from this conversation. And I just want to share like, 
for anyone that hasn't come across Laura before, like you just ooze this beautiful, powerful, feminine energy. You ooze this groundedness in your body and this powerful sexiness. And even when I first met you, I'm not going to lie, and this is hard for me to admit, I was even a little bit intimidated by it. And I realized as I was as I was creating the questions that I wanted to ask you and the conversation I wanted to dive into is that I think that is so much to do with, as women, our own internal projections, our own internal lack of fully owning how powerful we are in our full embodiment and in owning our sexiness. And so I put my hands up and I say that and thank you for reflecting that back to me. But I'm sure or I'm guessing that that has been a real journey for you, that this wasn't something that necessarily just came easily to you from, or maybe it did in day one, but programming caused you to lose touch or lose sight of how powerful you are as an embodied human being. So I would just love for you to share, like, what has that journey looked like for you to be the embodiment of this, this beautiful divine feminine in front of me? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you for that beautiful reflection and for your vulnerability and just sharing that because I think that especially as women, it's not easy to necessarily Mm -hmm. say, oh wow, like actually I was really triggered by your presence. And when I looked deeper into it, I realized it's my shit. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's such a beautiful way of relating and sisterhood because what you're speaking into is a really deep sister wound across the collective where we've been pitted against one another, put in competition for the attention of men to be like accepted by the man and taken as a wife and possession, right? Like, and so there's a really deep sister wound that can get inflamed with somebody who embodies something that's true for you. I find often like somebody who actually embodies your inner power or like your inner sexiness. And it's just something that maybe you haven't given attention to before. And I think it's so, 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 so powerful and so healing to be able to just go, do you know what? Like, wow, like you just did. Like, thank you for reflecting that back to me because it reminded me of what's inside me. That's exactly what it did, actually. It absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and with embodiment and with, and I'll get into the journey in a minute, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to attend it because I just think this is a really important, especially as we're stepping into higher frequencies on the planet and deeper consciousness. It's really important that we open the space to A, be vulnerable as women and go, do you know what? Like that really that really triggered me. And thank you because it's your trigger, right? And and to your point, it's we often get triggered and project it all over that other person. Whereas actually it's really difficult to then go, oh wow, actually that's something that I'm not owning within me. And this person's mm-hmm. actually a permission slip for me to step more deeply into that. She's not taking from my shine through embodying it. She's reminding me of my light and thank you. And it's something that I think is so important for us to really look at inside ourselves, especially as women together, coming together, supporting one another and stepping into more deeper consciousness. 
we are going to have to be able to have these conversations with one another, with close friends, with acquaintances, and be able to be in our vulnerable hearts to own our own shadows and really step into and take it as an invitation when we are jealous or when we do compare ourselves to other women to take it as an invitation and take the power back, right? When we take ownership and we take our own power back and we put the reflections within, that's empowerment. That's embodiment because you're embodying what you truly believe in, what you truly feel, and you're utilizing your worldly experience as a reflection to how you deeply want to feel and what you really, really, really desire. Mm, that's so powerful. <laughs> I have five <laughs> tangents to go on with you on that. I, before we dive into the epic juiciness that I'm sure we will, like there's so many avenues to go down with this. I would love to hear about your journey. I know. I'm fascinated. I'm genuinely fascinated. <laughs> okay. So yeah, a huge tangent. I was like, this is important. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so my journey, okay. So my journey in a nutshell, I was in a relationship where I had people pleasing tendencies, self-sacrifice, didn't fully own my true authentic sexuality. I had this projection and performance within my sexuality that many of us have like acting like the, what was the, um, Usher. <laughs> lady in the street, but a freak in the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing at performing, and I used to dance, so I was very used to turning on like my sexuality to perform, to get stuff from men yeah. to get what I wanted. But w- within my relationship, I was people pleasing. I was self sacrificing to the point where I actually completely numbed out. I was disassociating, always putting his needs and desires first, making my own less and just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking Mm -hmm. because my tendency was to people please and to kind of assess what people want, what I thought people wanted me to be, then become that so that then I would be accepted by that Mm -hmm. person. And I didn't have to face like the original wound of rejection and abandonment that I'd experienced. So I really became numb in that relationship and I didn't know what made me happy, what made me sad. And, and I remember my best friend, Bri, who you know and love. Yes. Um, yes. She turned around to me and she said, give, give me five things in the day that make you happy. And I couldn't name one. So I went into a, like, a, that's kind of what sparked my spirituality. I, I was on this mission for feeling. And I took myself, I had a job in Buenos Aires and I went by myself to Patagonia on a little solo trip. The first time I'd ever really been on a solo trip. And um, I just remember walking to the Lago de Argentina and putting my feet in the water. It was freezing and begging God, source, whatever was out universe. Cause I wasn't really comfortable with using the word God at that time. And I was just like, mm-hmm. source, universe, whatever is out there, whoever can hear me, please help me feel something, anything. I just want to feel cause I just didn't feel anything. Um, so that was kind of the start of my spiritual journey and, and really just self-discovery and spiritual growth, personal growth. Um, but along that way, I had this kind of duality where the work that I was doing, there was a lot of partying, sex, drugs, alcohol, like 
again, traveling, everything to escape from feeling. So um, I ended up numbing out in a different way. So rather than acknowledging, okay, I'd emotionally numbed out, I ended up doing all these self-sabotaging habits that disassociated me from my body and my felt sense, my physical experience. And then the more my spirituality developed, then I got really into meditation and I went and drank ayahuasca in the jungle in Peru. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) And I ended up getting so deeply into my spirituality and like meditating all the time that I kind of cut myself off from people because I was having such a beautiful experience within my spirituality, within my own energy, that again, I was escaping my reality. I wasn't Mm -hmm. in my body. I was, again, trying to tap out to the point where I was like, what's the point in living on earth? Like, this is Mm -hmm. bullshit. Like this, my, my 3D experience, my physical experience was so painfully opposite to what I was experiencing in my spiritual practice but I was like, why am I here? Like, what's the point in this? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> sign up for this shit. Like, it was really painful. So then that kind of sparked the, okay, I need to get into my body because I'm not in my body. And it, that was right. where the embodiment came from. It's and, and I really believe that with my entire core that we as humans are here to be the bridge between heaven and earth. We have these incredible bodies that are so rich with technology and wisdom within us, encoded within us, like that we can access these spiritual realms and ground these incredible frequencies in our physical reality, which is what you would call like, I guess, like manifestation and stuff like that. Like we have this incredible ability to tap in to so much more than we give ourselves credit for. We truly really even know, honestly, like I know nothing in comparison to to what we are actually capable of. But I really believe that the more that we tune into our bodies and the natural cycles of our bodies, especially as women, like our cycle is so fucking powerful. Like when we tune into those rhythms and our technology within our bodies to process our emotions, to move it through us, to clear energetically, to clear physical blocks, we are freaking unstoppable. Like there's so much power within us. And especially as women as well, like we've been made to forget that. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Honestly, as you were speaking, I had this like major intuitive download and it was going, you're coming home, you're coming home, like as the collective, because you're talking about this, this connection, this high vibrational frequency, this inner knowing, this power that we absolutely have within us. And I feel like as women, and I know it's mainly women listening right now, like we have this incredible connection to the divine mother and to source. And, you know, if we think back over the last 100 or 200 years, think about the silencing that has happened or even 400, 500 years back. Mm. There's been so much silencing. And I'm just so curious because I've had that download. I could see the images of how what is innately within us has been quashed, it's been squashed. And I feel, I have tingles thinking about it. Like 
maybe we're here, we're here right now because we are completely meant to rise from that. I feel that like there is a feminine rising happening right now that is calling on us to re-embody, remember what that power actually is. And I would love for you to share or shine light on kind of what that lineage has been like for us as women and the power of us cutting the cords on that and the feminine rising that we're experiencing right now. Because I think it's going to resonate with people, even if they've not thought about it on this level before. Yeah. And I just really love that you said it's coming home Mm -hmm. because it is, it's a coming home, but it's an introspection. It's not finding home outside of yourself. It's a really deep coming back to the wisdom. And if you, they, they've done studies where um, your trauma and your your belief systems can be held within your DNA for 14 mm-hmm. generations back, right? Which is what you're like speaking to in that, right? That's already on a genetic level, right? Science. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing woo about that. Yeah. yeah. But then if we bring in a belief of reincarnation, which I very deeply believe in that we are a yeah. soul that we come to earth to have a human experience because you experience duality and it's like a school where we experience love and fear simultaneously to create space for growth as a soul and you come back through many lifetimes. So if you think about the the DNA genetic karmic debts or like ancestral uh, trauma that we've experienced as in female bodies as well. And I just really want to speak to that because women have been property of men not that long ago. And you were not seen, you were not spoken to, and you would not speak unless you were spoken to, you were not heard, you weren't allowed to have your opinions. You were literally property. And mm-hmm. This has been not just over a couple of hundred years, like this has been evolving over the entire patriarchy, which has been about 2000 years. So as that has risen, women, and before that, before that, the patriarchy, it was worship of the goddess. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. And women as physical representations of the goddess because of our cycles and because we give life physically like through our vessels, we bring the non-physical into the physical. Yeah. If that's not fucking magic, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I know, right? Bringing a soul through a physical body and birthing it into the earth, that's magic. Yeah. Like, So we've seen this progression and oppression of women specifically as the patriarchy has risen. And we've seen throughout the patriarchy and the development of the patriarchy this toxic masculine energy, which has been very much like, do, 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 go, 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 like mm, squash other people. You've got to get to the top. It's a distortion of the actual masculine energy, which is like the protector. It's this beautiful, like still energy. It's a really calm energy. Yes, it's action, but it's taken, it's taking inspiration and guidance from the oracle of the feminine and then creating that and and taking action on that like that's the power of the masculine but when we cut off that feminine intuition whether you're male or female it doesn't serve anybody because you're not making aligned action right it's that cut Mm -hmm. off from the source the goddess the mother the divine mother 
whatever you want to call it, you're cut off from that when you're not connected to your divine feminine energy and which gives you that access to the intuition to kind of feel into whatever decision it is you're making. So what I'm really seeing on a collective level is this rise of the divine feminine across the the entire collective, not just within women, but it's people starting to embrace that divinity that lies within them, that, that intuition. And what I'm really excited about is, and it's really interesting witnessing my own journey, like having gone from like toxic feminine to then like toxic masculine to then like divine feminine to then like really harnessing my own inner divine masculine. And I feel like that's especially where we're at with the society right now, we're seeing this, like, you think of the feminine as movement, right? If you think of her as like starting to take up more space, get more wild, get more expressed, Mm -hmm. she's bigger and she's wilder, right? As women, we're probably the most free that we've been in thousands of years, like in terms of our power in society. But if we don't have that, and if we're so in our intuition, but we don't have our own inner masculine integrated, you're not as able to take up as much space because there's no foundation for it. There's nothing holding it or containing it, right? And containing not in a controlling way, but containing it as in like, I've got you, babe, let's fucking Mm -hmm. do this, right? Mm -hmm. Your own inner masculine supporting that like expansion. And then the more the ground (laughs) she's able to take up because the foundation is there. And I think that it's a really beautiful point that we're at is that more people are connecting to that intuition and, and, and awakening, right? This consciousness is rising, but it's the, the integration of our own inner divine masculine that's actually going to be able to take action and push forward with that. And I think it's so important for us to dive into that dance between the two when it comes to business, like bring it back to this beautiful dance that any entrepreneur is in and and the feminine rising of, of beautiful, powerful female entrepreneurs that's happening right now and women in business and women saying yes to the abundance and prosperity that is divinely meant for them. And I would love to just speak into how important and fundamental that balance between the masculine and the feminine is. Um, I like to think of the masculine energy as kind of like my systems and my containers and my structure and um, the portals and and the, the time management that supports me then being like, okay, I don't have, that's taken care of. Now I can be in my intuition. Now I can be in my flow. Now I can tap into source. That's where my abundance comes from. That's where my manifestation powers come from. But Mm. I can't have one without the other. And I notice when I've gone into my masculine and it's normally because there is some project that we're working on. Like honestly, at the moment, I would put my hands up and be vulnerable and say, I'm probably more in a little bit more of my masculine or I have been up until now. And then the feminine energy is starting to rise within me, which brings stuff within itself. Um, And it's just so important to recognize when we're in both and where both come in and how they both come into play. Mm. And also not making ourselves wrong for either, right? Because I think that there's so much distortion as well, especially in business around masculine and feminine energies. And a lot of people, myself included, again, vulnerability, 
I resisted. I was like, oh, I don't want to run my business. Like I rejected everything like system <laughs> contained. Like in the big beginning of my business, I was like, no, nope, I don't want it. I, don't, I can't. I, I was so like anti-hustle because I'd been, when I was younger, full hustle working like three jobs, like physical hustle rather than entrepreneurial hustle. But so I had this like aversion to it because I created the idea of what masculine meant around my perceptions that were actually reflections of toxic masculinity that still lay within me. So I really had to understand like that inner world and that inner dance of like, oh, okay, like I'm actually rejecting the masculine right now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm really pushing it away and I'm creating these stories. Whereas actually this beautiful dance, as you said, like between your inner masculine and feminine, it is a dance. It's this ebb and flow. And it's this beautiful, like honoring and worshiping of one another, like as they dance within you. And yeah, like fully owning that, especially in business, if you, and again, I've been fully in my feminine, I got jack shit done. Like I got nothing, <laughs> nothing done. My, my, my gifts expanded beautifully, but I didn't get mm. anything done in my business because I wasn't taking action and I wasn't taking aligned action. And I think that that's what's really important and just really witnessing yourself as your energy ebbs and flows and just knowing your own frequency and being like, okay, this is what I need right now. I notice that I'm avoiding doing all of the systems and whatever because I don't feel worthy of them. Okay, like let's go into that worthiness piece. And why don't you feel worthy? Like how can I then support myself in feeling worthy? Like where did that come from? And then comes the shadow work and the and the understanding or the inner standing that then helps to create that beautiful balance again and an equilibrium. And you can bring back that honor and that worship within. Yeah. And and speaking into that, neither is right nor wrong. It's like, if you have this aversion to what your masculine energy may be calling you to do, it's actually understanding, no, no, no. My masculine supports my feminine. It's not one without the other, as you said, Mm -hmm. like, I love when I'm building from that masculine space, but also know that once that's done, I'm really excited about stepping fully into my feminine. And I will structure that project launch or when I have to then show up and be visible from go from behind the scenes into actually talking and speaking into it, I will leave space to get into the feminine because I know that then that's, that's what is required of me. So for somebody who's hearing us speak about this and they're like, sounds like a great concept. How can I actually tangibly step into that energy or embrace that energy, whether they're maybe leading more in their masculine or maybe their feminine? What are some of the dances or the tools that we can use throughout the day or the weeks to really embrace that beautiful flow and balance? Mm, okay. so in terms of the feminine let's go there first the feminine speaks through the body right Mm. she's expression she's that intuition she's the movement so I really encourage all of my clients anyone who works with me to move your body and not in a way that you feel like you need to look good it's like a closing your eyes and just feeling into the sensations in your body, reconnecting to 
the body because she that's where our intuition comes from you know when people say oh it's like my gut instinct if they don't say intuition right they'll say oh it came from my gut that's because you've essentially got a brain in your gut like you've got oh my gosh this is going to be the quote isn't it you've got a brain in your gut this is <laughs> I'm here for uh, okay. it <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm with you for now um but it's the body speaking, right? There's something that when you get an intuitive hit, that you feel either an expansion in your heart space, or you feel like the shivers, or you feel it physically in your body. That is the feminine, right? And when you step into a flow state, if you think of emotions as well and clearing your emotions, to be able to go and sit and do the masculine thing. If you're feeling really frustrated and you're just like feeling really tense in your body and you notice that your jaw is locking and you have that awareness where everything's tight and you just feel really freaking uncomfortable in your body, being able to A, witness that and B, going, okay, masculine, how can I support you in processing this? And the feminine's like, I just want to move it. I just want to have a tantrum. I just want to scream and shout and just get out like wild. Okay, babe, let's do it, right? Like we've got shit to do. So like I'm going to give you this time or not even I'm going to give you this time. I'm going to support you and hold space for you. This is internal dialogue. <laughs> yeah, this is us speaking to ourselves. I know, me to me. Um Okay, let's do it. Let's have a let's have a tantrum. Let's go. Like feel the things, feel the rage, express it using your voice, right? We don't use our voices next to nearly as much as we could. And that's a reclamation in itself. Like, especially if you want to talk about reclaiming your feminine power, opening up your voice, which then also connects to your yoni Mm -hmm. as well, right? Like, so you're opening Mm -hmm. up, there's the mirroring in those, in that anatomy, like you're opening Mm -hmm. up your sexual power, which is your creative power. You're opening up your voice. You're letting yourself be heard. You're letting yourself be seen in your full expression by yourself, which is the biggest step to then going, okay, like I am now feeling more comfortable being seen by my lover or my husband, my wife, my friends in my authentic state because I've seen myself. So it's that feeling, taking a moment as you're in a masculine, for example, to be like, how can I support you right now? I notice that you're feeling like tense. How can I support you? And then the feminine within you goes, oh, I just, I want to do this, right? And it could be, Mm -hmm. I want to get my feet on the ground. It could be, I want to get naked and run around the garden. It could be, I need a bar. (laughs) It could be, I just want to like scream and shout at the top of my lungs while I jump on my bed. It could be, I just need to paint. I need to get those creative juices flowing and then honoring whatever that desire is. Like that's Mm -hmm. the balance. And that's the biggest piece of, advice I could give is to go all in on whatever your feminine wants to express and allow your own inner masculine to support that whatever it is to to be in that feminine flow to get the energy moving through your body physically emotionally spiritually so that then you've got a clear mind and you've got that focus state so that when you've got tasks within your business or within your day that you can go all in on the focus and the stillness yeah. and the calm and the action which is actually what the masculine needs mm-hmm. and requires to fully show up for 
the structural pieces that need to come into play. Yeah. Super powerful. Sometimes I will just put on a song while I'm in my office and I will just dance or I'll move. But you said something interesting and I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but here we go. You were saying, (laughs) (laughs) uh, or you just run around naked. And literally my first thought was, how often do we actually allow ourselves to be naked? Like, I know that that's something that you've moved through in your own life and that you speak about, but think about it. How many hours are there in a day? How many minutes are we naked for? Like, we're not even allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and pure, open vessels with Mm -hmm. ourselves. For so many women, it's uncomfortable even just to look at themselves naked in the mirror. And yet what we're talking about is how that is the root, this pure divine vessel is the root of our source. So how that then has an effect on our connection to source, because it begins within, it begins with the skin that we're in. And here Mm -hmm. we are rushing to put clothes on after the shower. Yeah. (laughs) Can we speak into that and this whole idea of being naked and vulnerable and open with our bodies? Because I think we just all as a collective need to kind of reframe that. (laughs) (laughs) We all need to. Oh my gosh, I love that we're talking about this. Literally the other day, like my my brother's new wife, she was like, we've spent our entire honeymoon naked. And she was like, you're a permission slip for us to just be naked. I love that. I was like, yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yes. This is my favorite thing. So, so many of us are fighting an internal battle with our own bodies. And I've been there. I was modeling. I was hating on myself. I wanted to get a bunch of surgery. That's a whole other topic. Mm -hmm. Um, Me too. I didn't. Yeah. Like, and it's because you think that you need to look a certain way. You need to be a certain way. You're told in your career that your, your financial safety relies on how you physically look. So you end up like beating yourself up about it. You end up going on all the diets. And if you think about the fact that you can't escape your body, Mm -hmm. right? You're in it. This is your home, right? Going back to that beautiful piece that like that coming home, your body is your home. So if you're constantly telling yourself these stories and it comes from conditioning, it comes from societal conditioning it comes from parental conditioning, how we saw our parents talk to themselves. It comes from the sex industry. It comes from medical industry. Like it, there's so many places that are infiltrating our thoughts about how we speak to ourselves, but you can't escape your own body, right? You're in it for this lifetime. You, you're in this vessel. And I think that whatever, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure where it came from. I should probably find out, but whatever has stopped people from thinking that it's okay to be naked, like that it's okay to be naked, even with yourself, like to have to cover up. And yeah, there's probably like religious things around it. There's like societal things, obviously you can't walk around naked because you get arrested. But um, (laughs) not in your own home though. (laughs) Not in your own home. Like I'm talking public nudity. Um, (laughs) But we still don't do it at home. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember when I was like really young, actually reading a study saying that people who sleep naked have better self-confidence. And I don't remember what magazine it was, but I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep naked from now on because I was feeling shit about myself. So I started sleeping naked and I've slept naked ever since. And it really helps. And and when I was speaking into the surgery piece, and this is something that I get people 
to do who work with me is mirror work. Like this is the thing that literally stopped me from wanting to get my boobs done and Mm -hmm. getting a bunch of surgery because I realized that it was coming from a disempowered place. That decision was coming from a disempowered place from where I didn't like myself. I hated myself. I was trying to change my body and make it fit into a mold that my body isn't meant to fit into. So I would look at myself in the mirror naked every morning and every night and touch my body, like run my hands over my breasts, over my belly, thanking my body, like, thank you for my like small perky boobs. Like, thank you for my like waist. Thank you for my skin. Thank you for my like strong arms. Thank you for my legs that carry me every single day. And I would literally do it every morning and every night, physically touching my body while looking in the mirror, butt naked. And I literally changed my life. This is like the one Mm -hmm. fundamental practice that changed my life because I started to see my body from a space of love and anything I then put in my body, like food, anything I did with my body exercise wise had so much more of an impact because it was coming from a space of unity and love for my body Mm -hmm. rather than coming from a space of like, I hate you and I want you to change. Because if you said that to your best friend, you said that to a lover, if you said that to a husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, I want you to change and I hate you, (laughs) they're going to be like, fuck you, hopefully. Like, we don't speak to ourselves kindly. And if we can accept ourselves in our own skin and, and really start to feel comfortable with our own bodies and reclaiming our sexuality, reclaiming our bodies for us. Again, I think part of it comes from the fact that we've been objectified and actually told that our bodies are not really our own, that we're kind of like, we're property or we're just good to be used for sex or whatever the conditioning has been. Reclaiming our bodies for us, like reclaiming our pleasure for us, like reclaiming our orgasms for us, like reclaiming it all and it's such a powerful practice to just witness yourself naked and you can put music on and you can dance and you can really like witness yourself in your sexual energy, in your empowered energy and like start to play with how your body wants to move and let yourself turn yourself on because that is magnetic. That's magnetic. That's your feminine power. Absolutely. We have such similar stories when it comes to that. Um, vulnerable share. Just I think sharing can really help people feel like seen and heard within their own Mm. stories. So similarly, at 18 years old, I went to the plastic surgeon to talk about getting my boobs done, like very much on track, thinking that that was what I wanted to do. I think that there's a lot of conditioning and modeling around what sexy is as well. And then if you don't have what that epitome of sexy is, then you can't fully embrace your inner sexiness. Obviously, cut a long story short, I chose not to get my boobs done. Um, And that actually was the beginning of my inner awakening because I went traveling and I started to rediscover or discover what my pleasure was and what lit me up and what made my soul happy. But even though I had made that decision to not reshape my body, I didn't really realize how disconnected I still was from it until honestly, I moved to the U.S., Because growing up in the UK, I feel anyway, this is my story, that the two things that we're taught to not talk about and to not fully also embrace within ourselves, it's like, we don't talk about sex and we don't talk about money. And I 
we'll talk about money in a moment, but talking about the embodiment and the sex aspect is like, I didn't realize how blocked I energetically was from honestly the neck down to like past maybe where my thighs were. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. So I was like living with this fully out there. God bless her for changing my life. American woman who's still one of my best friends. And she would walk around. She'd wake up in the morning and she'd walk out of the room naked. (laughs) And I'd be there making my smoothie or my coffee. It like really was very jarring within me, but I started to learn from her and, and, and see this other way of being where she was just fully in her body. And it wasn't like to be triggering or anything. She was just waking up in the morning and she was okay with her body. And I'll never forget her one day, like reaching out to kind of like playfully. Now we were roommates. We'd lived together for like over two years, like reaching out to grab my boob. Mm. (laughs) And I burst into tears. Like literally it was like this energy came out of me that was like, no, like I just felt so uncomfortable because I wasn't in connection with that area of my body. So how could I allow anyone else to touch that part of me? Yeah. And it was very uncomfortable. Like the emotion just came out of me. And thank God for her sitting with me in that moment and realizing like, it's really time to do some work on this. And so I did what you did. I did the mirror work, like hence why my book, Learning to Love the Girl in the Mirror later on was born. And I started to, I mean, this was a girl that couldn't rub lotion in her boobs, like couldn't even rub moisturizer in there. I started to do it, even though I would cry in the beginning and I'd do it more and more and more and more until I learned to fully just release that blocked energy. And I'm not kidding. Like (laughs) my husband would even say to you now, like, my boobs freaking grew. <laughs> I mean, I love my boobs now, but it was like I had to give them permission to do so. I had to release the stuck energy there. And now I'm so in love with them and I never had to get work done, but I manifested the boobs that I wanted <laughs> from the inner work, like from the inner work. And I think that it's so, I think there's so many women, honestly, Lara, walking around who don't touch certain areas of their body or who are completely disconnected from parts of themselves and from their pleasure as well. Mm. Um, And I'm just so grateful to you for putting yourself out there so vulnerably in being the mirror to what we need to embrace within ourselves and within our bodies. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) the way I show up now, A, about seven years ago would have triggered the fuck out of me. like. (laughs) so fully understanding as well like and and sometimes like I'll go to post or share something and I'll be shaking like I will be shaking because there's so much conditioning as well in like the fear around how we're perceived it's like it gets less (laughs) as you go on but I have been that like in being terrified of of okay what what are people gonna say like what are the people that went to school with me gonna say like yeah. What are like my parents' friends gonna say? What are my parents gonna say? Like there's so many stories that so many things that come up when we step into more of our power and more of our light and we start to reclaim these parts of ourselves that have been shut down. And it's like when you're describing like these different parts of the bodies that we're disconnected from, like and I just had an image of like touching those parts of the body and them lighting up again. Right. Yeah. So when you reconnect 
through touch, through pleasure, through whatever method works for you. Because obviously we're all at different stages where there's all certain things that we feel comfortable with. So whatever you feel like is you meeting your edge where you can do so comfortably without re-traumatizing yourself, but really reclaiming these parts of our bodies and allowing our light to shine a little bit brighter each time we let a part of ourselves come alive and stepping into and meeting our edges and being vulnerable and and going okay like this is scary as fuck but does it feel true to me does it feel true and you can check in with your body heart and womb does this feel true for me? Does this feel like my truth? And if it's a yes, then it's an invitation to move through that fear and step out there and really shine that mm. light because that's what you came here for. And everything else is just a reflection of your inner world. So if there's fear of judgment and looking inside yourself and being like, okay, like, what am I scared of? Whose story is that? Because more often than not, it's somebody else's story that you've adopted as a safety mechanism to keep you safe, to, to make sure that you're loved and accepted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you've talked about the cycles. Mm. How can we harness that power, the power of the cycles within our lives and even within our businesses? Because it's something I talk a lot about with my clients, my mastermind clients. I'm like, stuff is coming up and I'm like, where are you at in your cycle? Okay. Mm. According to that, then we'll move through whatever the decision-making or not decision-making is going to be. Um, But if you just think about even, I'm just thinking about this in this moment, like even the shame we've been taught to feel about our monthly cycles, about the oppression that's even happened within that very act itself. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a whole other tangent, but it's a whole other (laughs) podcast. I just, my brain just went. (laughs) But if we could dilute it into speaking into it in a way that maybe someone could get a little bit of a takeaway or understanding of what we mean by harnessing the power of their cycles. Okay. So our cycles as a woman, our month is, it can be split into seasons right? So Mm -hmm. just like you have the seasons of the year, you have the seasons within your month as well as the year. So this is why women were worshipped as the goddess because our our physical body cycles were reflective of nature, which was the abundance, which was the, the nourishment that we would receive before society developed. So you have your menstrual. So when you're actually bleeding, that is your winter. So that's a really beautiful time to be really inward. Mm -hmm. And it's a death process, right? So if you think about the season of winter, you are shedding, like releasing, it's colder, like you want to be inside more, like you are just a lot more internal. And so your bleed is a really beautiful time because you're physically shedding as well. So just as a reflection, this is is a whole other tangent, but I freaking love my bleed now. Like I have Mm. so many rituals around my bleed through connecting to my blood as well, because again, we've been made to shame our own blood. And it's seen as this, it's actually like something to really honor because it's the only blood that is shed without pain and suffering. Like I know that some people would be like, but my PMS, (laughs) like my cramps. 
But yeah, <laughs> I find that if I've had an emotionally dense month, and if I haven't processed as much of my emotions, my cramps are worse. Like my period is heavier. My blood is darker. It's more brown. It's like can mm-hmm. often if I'm processing a lot more dense, deep emotions, or if I'm not fully honoring my emotions throughout the month, I notice the change in my blood. Like it's so powerful to reconnect with that because it gives you a gauge on like, it's your physical body releasing and supporting you in releasing. So when you believe being like, okay, like what do I want to release? Just like you would do a full moon release um, intentions. Like what do I want to release? Like what has come up for me in my autumn phase, which is the phase just before your bleeding, which is more of the wild woman, which is where you would get your PMS or you would feel a lot more like easily agitated. It's the wild woman phase. So I always mm-hmm. see that as what's asking to be released, right? Like yeah. what's asking, what's coming up, what's irritating, what's pissing me off that actually I'm ready to release. And how can I make I'm in that, that? phase right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can so feel that my wild woman is coming out. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, this is a really good time to just like, full on like have a tantrum or a rage ritual. Uh, yeah, like, I'm right there. It's on the brink. <laughs> oh, do it. I will. I, tonight is scheduled. Schedule. <laughs> rage release. See? The masculine supporting my feminine. Exactly. It's, it's in a union. Baby, what do yes. you need? I need to punch it. Okay. Yes. We're going to go boxing. Yes. Mm. And then your ovulation phase is your summer. So it's where you're more vibrant. Mm. It's where your whole body is basically asking to be fucked. It's like everything Mm -hmm. comes alive. Like everything is more juicy. Your energy is more vibrant. You're more magnetic. So like relating it to business, like do your sales, do like launches, launches, like anything where you're asked to be seen, like your entire body is like, come to me. Like your vibration is like pulsing for it. Mm -hmm. And then you have um, your springtime, which is a really good time for planting seeds. So after your winter and after you've cleared everything, like, okay, what have I learned from this? What do I want? What seeds do I want to plant? Now knowing like what I've released like what has has been ready to to leave and now what am I really planting the seeds for as I move through the rest of my cycle? So just getting <clears throat> practical advice, getting a period tracker, like getting one of yeah, those apps sure. that tracks your bleed and just connecting to every time that you do bleed, like connecting to your blood, like maybe using a cup instead of tampons or if you feel called to free bleed, like free bleeding where you can and going and sitting in nature and just like going back to the natural or you can as loads of like period pants and all sorts of amazing things but just really connecting to it and witnessing tracking how you're feeling throughout the month okay it's time to go inwards it's time to clear my schedule it's time to just like really honor that Mm. you'll start to notice the different the ways that your personal ebb and flow and energy moves and then you can start to assess okay how does that serve me and how can I honor each and every in a masculine 
how can I honor each stage and phase and how you can just really simply, how do I feel in winter? How do I feel in summer? Oh, most people feel like more happy and like in the actual season of summer. So, oh, okay, like what would I do if it was summer? Oh, I would go out, I would go to the beach, I would go and see friends or whatever, I'd be social. So invite that in. In winter, what do you tend to do? You want to like snuggle up, you want to put a fire on, you want to just be with yourself, maybe read a book and just be more inward. So how can I invite that energy into my cycle? And it sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. So powerful. Mm -hmm. And it just begins with tracking because I used to wonder why did I want to quit everything and feel like everything was failing once a month? (laughs) Like like right when I was having my like flow and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is my life right now? And it wasn't until I freaking figured out my cycle. So now that awareness means I actually don't even feel those things as much anymore because I'm just like, I embrace it. I know this is going to come up for me. So tracking has been a game changer in my life. We could talk for hours about this, but I would be remiss if I did not just for a moment touch on the subject of money, just because Mm. this is a money mindset podcast. It is what I do. (laughs) And we are talking about the feminine and the masculine energy. And Mm. I really feel cool to share and would love you to speak into this. The fact that I actually very much believe that money is a feminine energy. And one night when I was actually doing a full moon ritual and I was really connecting to source and what my message was, I really tapped into what I felt like my powerful why was um, on this planet, one of them at least. And I just got this intuitive nudge, this download that said, we have been programmed to believe that money is masculine, that money is a very dense, um, if you think about the the words like cold, hard cash, Mm. um, that money is something that you hustle for, that you work hard for, and that has been very much attached to the patriarchy without going into that. And yeah, I feel like my calling is to really speak into the fact that actually money is this beautiful flowing energy. And that when we're in that feminine energy, we are actually open to receiving. And so I'd love to know what is your relationship or dance with that and your beliefs even surrounding, surrounding the energy or the flow of money and how you witness that in your life. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So um, for me, I feel like to receive money, I feel like money is a, an energetic flow and, and, and it's constantly moving. But I think that we have to be in receiving mode. We have to be open to receiving yeah. money. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because again, like going into ancestral blocks or going into like the deep stuff as to like what is blocking us from money because the actual energy of money wants to move to you. Like it's yeah. an energy that desires you. And actually, we've been told that it's not okay to desire money or that it's like shameful to desire money or that you're conceited or you're like superficial or whatever, like if you desire money. But that desire is actually recognizing something that it's just is wanting to enter your field, but it can't quite get to you because of the blocks around it. And maybe you're not open to receiving money. And I see receiving energy just as much with money, just as with pleasure. If you think about it as well, like 
how open are we to receiving compliments? How open are we to receiving sexual satisfaction? How open are we to being given gifts out of the blue for no reason? Like, I don't see, and this is something that has really been profound for me, is understanding that the universe, God, source doesn't go, oh, she's open to receiving money, but she's not (laughs) open to receiving pleasure. So I'll give her the money. Like it doesn't work like that. It doesn't compartmentalize because if you're open to receiving, you're open to receiving, you can say what you're available for, but the way that you show up in every facet of your life is the energy that you're putting out into the world. So, so many of us, because of the patriarchy, have like this kind of toxic relationship with money where we think we really want it because we really need it. But then it's that like grasping energy, but actually, are we open to receiving it in all forms? And I think Mm -hmm. that that's the key as well, like in all forms. So noticing that it doesn't have to be got to work really hard and I've got to hustle at my job and that's the only way I'm going to receive what I need. If you open it up and you take, you replace the word money with abundance, you can find abundance fucking everywhere. Like nature is abundant. Like the fruit from the trees, like the, the flowers that are everywhere, the wind that helps pollinate, like the sun that pours down, like that is all abundance. So if we open ourselves to receiving nature's abundance and we open ourselves to receiving pleasure and reconnecting to our bodies, right? So tying all the loops together, like connecting with your body and actually making love to yourself, like, and being able to receive from yourself, right? Then you're also able to then receive the money that you're creating for yourself because so often we're, we're, we're conditioned to think that we need to put our hands out and be, and look to somebody else to give us money, but then you're putting the power in that person's hands. So, and you're, you're waiting to, you're waiting to receive rather than taking ownership and taking, mm, reclaiming your, your frequency for receiving and allowing yourself to be open for whatever you deeply desire and not make yourself wrong for it. I freaking love that. And so my question for everyone listening right now is where can you open yourself up to receive? And it's often in the small moments. Like I have one client where I was just like, it's time for you to go buy yourself some flowers. And that was a really, really big deal for her to just let herself receive the gift of buying that for herself. Or maybe it's, you do pour that glass of wine, but you stop for a moment and you savor every single beautiful mm. moment of deliciousness with that. Or like, I love the pleasure of putting out like a little charcuterie board and like enjoying my food or it's the pleasure of being in the bubble bath, but not just running the bath. It's the oils and it's the candles and it's the incense and it's the joy in mm. the pleasure of it. And giving yourself permission to stop long enough to receive the pleasure within it, because that's where the abundance lives. Yes. And I freaking love that. I love that point. And I just want to like drum it home and and reflect it back to everybody who's listening, because this is really, really important in my eyes. 
It's taking that moment to tune in to your senses, to relish in each moment in the mundane, because that is what opens you to the beauty of each moment that then opens you to receiving all of the the big stuff, right? But it starts with the little stuff, which is completely within your capability, whatever your financial situation is. Like there are moments in the mundane that you can really relish and you can invite your body and your being to open to pleasure, to receiving from yourself that then is the gateway to everything else. I don't think anything else needs to be said. That is it. That is our button. (laughs) (laughs) That is powerful. Oh my God, it is so juicy. And I'm sure there are so many takeaways for people just being in this conversation with us. So Laura, where can people go and touch base with you and connect with you more and find out and learn more about you? You can find me on Instagram, uh, just Lara Raybone, L-A-R-A, like Croft without the cleavage. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ray, Ray of Sun, bone as in bone in your body. And it's the same with my website. So LaraRaybone.com. And yeah, that's predominantly where you can find me. Amazing. And we'll drop the links to Lara's info in the show notes and any gift that she has for all of you that she'd love for you to download or experience. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being a being of light and a beautiful reflection for all of us to own our inner beautiful divine feminine power. Thank you. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.